In today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we take one of the deepest dives we've ever taken into the river, specifically Johnny Rivers. We call out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for one of its most egregious exclusions. And we talk about the incredible power and mystery of slow dancing. We're discussing Johnny Rivers, swaying to the music, slow dancing, today on Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. So I don't know about you, Bill, but I had a complicated relationship with slow dances when I was in high school. I think I still have a complicated relationship with slow dances. Yeah, I guess I did too, that it was in your head the whole time. So if you were going to a dance, in your head would be, who are you going to slow dance with? Are you going to slow dance? Are you going to slow dance? Are you going to slow dance? Are you going to ask someone to slow dance? Yeah, exactly. And then it's the asking part because oh my goodness. if they say no... You assume that everybody in the gymnasium is watching you at that moment. Yeah. Did you ask people to slow dance or were you put with people to slow dance? My very first slow dance, I was put with someone to slow dance. Yeah. But then as I grew bolder in subsequent dances, I would ask people. But it would always be like the last like two dances of the evening because I'd have to work up the courage to, oh my goodness. to talk to someone. Did you ever get denied? No, I think people uh, felt sorry enough for me that I got the pity dances. <laughs> I never took a chance on s- someone who I wasn't sure would dance with me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I never I never went out and took a chance. I figured, I only asked people to dance who no, I knew would I dance with me. No, I have been denied. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, she was really conservative, so. Oh, I guess I have too. I, did, I took someone to a dance who refused to dance with me the whole night. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't thought about that till this moment. <laughs> you know, it's amazing the things you block out. I know, right? Oh, it's not your problem. It was hers. Yeah. And everyone kept asking me why she wouldn't dance with me. Oh. Well, I'm glad you're Are really- you doing okay? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I just went back in time. You look back on our lives. <laughs> Through the bottom of the glass yeah. of beer. Yeah. It's all stupid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. wasn't expecting to have that flashback and as i shake it off i'm still glad i chose this song because johnny river's slow dancing i don't know how it came up i think i put it in a mixtape at some point a few weeks ago yes you did yes you did so here's the interesting part i went back to it and said actually why would i say here's the interesting part everything's interesting here's the thing (laughs) i went back and took a look for it because i'm like Mm, I think I like this song. Maybe this would be a guilt-free pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look, and it has this sort of, like, dim uh, quality that Spotify has when something's been removed. Yeah, when the font has been, uh, yeah, it's not bold. It's not emboldened. That's right. And then I started going for a hunt for Swain to the Music, slow dancing, in brackets, and it's nowhere. You can't buy it on iTunes. You can't find it on Amazon. You can't find it anywhere on any streaming service. Mm-hmm. It's like it's been erased. Well, that's because Johnny Rivers owns the rights to all of his music. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that. Totally. And so there's something going on there. And it's a mystery. Yeah. And I feel that it's a mystery we can solve. Because, Frank, I'm determined to solve this mystery. <laughs> And I need just the right music. There's a man who leads a life of danger. This is bonkers to me. To everyone he meets. That's Johnny Rivers. Stranger. Same guy that sings Sway into the Music. Sang Secret Agent Man. Secret Agent Man. Secret Agent Man. They've given you a number and taken away your name. 
unreal. And what I ended up finding out while I was doing research is that he did all these songs and I forgot that that was the same Johnny Rivers. Yeah. And so it sent me into this like terrific rabbit hole of the Johnny Rivers discography. And there are so many songs I didn't realize were his. So there's The Secret Agent Man, which is one of the greatest songs. When you're a kid, it is one of the best songs Oh, yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. I love it. And the thing I didn't realize about it was that it was recorded live. I can't believe that that was live. Seriously? It was not in a studio. That is in a, a single take, as they say, in front of a crowd. Come on. Insane. That's bananas. So his first three- B-A-N-A-N-A-S, bananas. All right. Thank you, Miss Stefani. It's crazy. His first official sort of album was a live album. And of his first four albums that were released, three of them were live. And they were all done at the Whiskey A Go-Go. Yeah, that's a little bit crazy to me. And he is Mr. Whiskey Go-Go. Actually, Go-Go music, the whole definition of it pretty much comes from Johnny Rivers. Seriously? Yeah. So when they talk about Go-Go, he's the guy. He was there. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's what drew everybody in, and he was the person who played there for an entire year. Seriously? Yeah. So people were drawn to this, and so Secret Agent Man comes out of that because, I know we're doing a podcast on slow dancing, but with Secret Agent Man, it was just something he did for the show Danger Man, which came out of England. Oh, okay. But then it was so popular, people were calling in, and they needed to have a full version of it. So that's when they added verse two and three and recorded it live. Oh. It's crazy. It's so good. That's bonkers. Yeah. So there's a bunch of tunes that he's done. There's another one called Summer Rain, Mm -hmm. which sounds incredible. And when I hear it, it suddenly brings me right back. Brings you into a summer rain. It does. There's the song he had called Poor Side of Town, which actually went to number one. And he wrote, usually he's releasing covers but he's also a songwriter yeah and that went to number one not my favorite but hey that's his number one he does a cover of the four tops baby i need your love oh yeah yeah and it's really yeah really good also rock and pneumonia and the boogie woogie blues yeah i think you played that for me yeah, at I did. one point yeah it's insanely good and then when i heard it I'm like wait a sec that's johnny rivers as well and so the more i heard from him the better it got And here's the crazy thing, not even on the short list for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? So he hasn't been inducted? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So forget you, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We got issues with you anyways. You don't like guilt-free pleasures, and we don't like you. Yeah, exactly. Until we get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then our sort of acceptance speech is going to be very complimentary. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we're doing Mike Love acceptance speeches. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to be long, 25 minutes each. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So Johnny Rivers begins in the 50s. So I'm now diving into the Johnny Rivers history. Born in 1942 in New York City. The age of five moves to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I thought you said he was born at at the age of five. It's like, that must have been a difficult birth. No. Okay. Okay. So at the age of five. The age of five, he moves to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because his dad got a job there. Okay. Now, how close is Baton Rouge to uh, New Orleans? Pretty close. Okay. I actually have no idea, but I don't think Louisiana is <laughs> huge. It's not, it's not It's not. like the size of the Northwest Territories. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we really have to do better with yeah. our geography, don't we? Either way, he's exposed to New Orleans artists. Like New Fats, Orleans, Fats, yeah. yeah. Fats Domino. I'm going to say Hank Williams, even though I know he's not from Louisiana. He's yeah. not, is he? I don't, I don't know. think he's from, so, no. How, is Nashville close to Louisiana? No. Well, maybe. I, I mean, in know. the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's the Earth is south. a big planet. So. It is. Okay, gotcha. Anyways, he was intrigued by all of these performers around him, yeah. and it kind of set him in motion. At the age of like 15 or 16 is when they list him as going professional, a lot of these biographies. Oh, okay. So, at the age of 16, so 1958, he's gone down to New York City, does the Gino Vanelli, waits. Yeah to talk to a DJ. And this one is Alan Freed, the guy who invented the term or coined the term rock and roll. Okay. He comes out and there is Johnny, well, Rivers, but his name wasn't Johnny Rivers then. No, it's a John Henry. Oh, I am going to butcher this because it's, no, actually I won't. It's a Ramistella. Yeah, Ramistella. So he's there as Johnny Ramistella with his cardboard sort of carrying case for his guitar, says he's a songwriter, 
has some songs. And Alan Freed says, meet me at the Brill Building and play the tunes for me. So they actually set up a meeting with a 16-year-old. So this is what goes on yeah. in the 50s. I, what I imagine, did you do at 16 years oh my, old? I think I started delivering papers or <laughs> something like that. I worked at a gas station. Yeah. I got yelled at by adults constantly because I was terrible at it. I was meat department cleanup boy at Lopes. Oh, oh. And I had to listen to co-workers do Andrew Dice Clay impressions. Oh, and it was terrible. Terrible and kind of horrifying. And I just thought that there wasn't room in the world for me. <laughs> So uh, it's so depressing. It was. I don't. I thought I lost my sense of smell from the frozen meat in my nostrils. But the future really Johnny odd. Rivers, <laughs> the future Johnny Rivers, did not go through this. And I imagine yeah. there's all these horrible meetings that Alfred would have had with people who weren't as good. Yeah. But he liked what he heard. Set him up with this um, kind of famous producer. Forget his name. But he ended up cutting some albums or cutting some singles. And one of them was called "Baby Come Back," which is a kind of take on Elvis Presley's Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me. Yeah. Remember that? So yeah. Johnny Rivers does one, like I think it's within the year, he does his version and he sounds just like Elvis in his opening stuff. Mm-hmm. You know how I want your true love, little love I know so, baby, hear my plea, baby, baby, please come back to me. So the early 16-year-old Johnny Rivers sounds a lot like Elvis, and he's doing a lot of that sort of rhythm and blues things from, from that area. He's being true to the scene, finding his voice. Yeah. Next, he catches the ear of Hank Williams' wife. I don't know if Hank Williams has died by then or if it's his ex-wife. I haven't dove enough into the Hank Williams Sr. Uh, life yet. Yeah. But either way, Hank Williams' wife, who has a name that I unfortunately forget she ends up taking an interest in johnny rivers he's changed his name to rivers because alan freed said listen you grew up near the mississippi river change your name to rivers yeah and a side note i'm always fascinated by the italo rock singers yeah of that's both right. canada yeah. and the states yep. and i think there's a this future episode we're audrey williams audrey williams so audrey williams takes an interest in him and so brings him to nashville and he ends up doing demo work and also songwriting. Mm-hmm. So the demo work thing is where you would sing the track for people. Yeah. For especially someone like Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially if you sound like him. It, exactly. Yeah. So this is what he's doing. And all along, he's honing his craft. He thinks he's now just going to be a songwriter. But all along, he's working hard, which is sort of the Johnny Rivers story, is a guy who is constantly honing his craft. Mm-hmm. He ends up meeting the guitarist for Hank Williams, I believe. Okay. And that guitarist gets him to LA, to tells him to go to LA, kind of make his way. And when he's in LA, I guess he's doing his work out there. And he ends up helping out a friend who owns a restaurant called Gazari's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there he, even though it's a jazz club, he says, I just do rhythm and blues, but the guy, they were desperate. So he goes in, plays there, gets so popular that people are going every night. And that's where the Whiskey A Go-Go comes in because the guy who's opening Whiskey A Go-Go has gone to Paris to see the original A Go-Go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, and it was a discotheque that just played records, but he yeah, wanted yeah. something that had people playing and records in between okay. sets. And he offered Johnny Rivers a one-year deal there. And the Gazaris wouldn't match the um, price. So he went to Whiskey Go-Go and yeah. brought all those people with him. And then he was featured in Time Magazine. They talked about Johnny Rivers. And this is when the British invasion happened. Mm-hmm. So I listened to this podcast where the guy talked about Johnny Rivers as a survivor of the <laughs> British invasion. <laughs> so apparently everyone else is getting destroyed, but Johnny yeah. Rivers was the one person who was still popular enough to make it through. Yeah. And so you can see he does covers of Beatles songs. He does a lot of covers, yeah. especially in his first album. Mm-hmm. That's from the Whiskey Go-Go. They release it. I don't know if it's called Inaction or something like that. Yeah, that might not sure. be correct. But either way, he releases an album, does really well, and he keeps doing that. Secret Agent Man, of course, makes it big. And then he's releasing lots of different tunes. He also put up money for the Monterey Festival to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so great. he, Paul Simon, and the, one of the guys from the Mom and Papas put out like $10,000 each 
but it's set in motion the careers of like Jimi hendrix yeah and i think janis joplin yeah and, yeah, and yeah all that stuff mm-hmm. so apparently i got a lot of information today while i was making dinner <laughs> okay i got more for you frank you ready i think <laughs> it's in front of you there, wait too. there's more there's more he renegotiates his deal with imperial records i believe it is is that who he's with i'm looking it up now i Cannot see it, but let's go with that. Yes, sure. let's go with Imperial Records. Okay. Yeah, he's renegotiating his deal with his record company, and he's happy with them. They're happy with him as well, but he wants to have his own like record company himself. Yes. Like yep. an independent little thing on the side that he's going to do, mm-hmm. or they're, they're going to fund. So I don't know how independent it is, but he's kind of doing his own publishing. Yeah. They don't think it's going to be a big deal. The first band he signs... The Fifth Dimension. Yeah, I'm reading that right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah, he started uh, Soul City Records. That's it, Soul City Records. So, the first band they sign is Fifth Dimension. Not only do they, does he, well, he signed Fifth Dimension, he finds this songwriter named Jimmy Webb. Yeah. Who is writing songs. He listens to this tape, really likes it, and then gets... The Fifth Dimension to record one of the songs that ends up winning a Grammy for like record of the year or whatever. Oh, seriously? Yeah. And he, uh, there's this track called When I Get to... By the Time I Get to Phoenix? That's it. By the Time I Get to Phoenix. So he has it. He loves it. But he's just released that song that went to number one, Poor Side of the City. Okay. Yep. So he records it, but doesn't put it out as a single, but calls his friend, fellow demoer... Glenn Campbell. Oh, okay. And says, I think it was the producer, and says, listen, this is would be really good for Glenn. And they hear his, like, version of it before it's even released. And within two or three weeks, Glenn Campbell's version's out. First number one for Glenn Campbell. Oh, seriously. So, Jimmy Webb is found because of Johnny Rivers. Fifth Dimension, Johnny Glenn Rivers. So, he's Glenn not... Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell's his, helped out. Yeah. yeah. So, Johnny Rivers, anyways, top guy friend of the podcast yeah maybe even belongs in a well he's definitely in our hall of fame yeah we're gonna induct him before we even got to the 70s yeah before we even induct ourselves he's <laughs> that's right getting inducted so he has to end up shutting down or pausing soul city records because his record company says listen you're gonna start doing your own albums again <laughs> yeah okay and so that's when we get to the 70s and he's doing his tracks and that leads us to this song which is his final top 10 yeah. And it comes out in 77. 77, yeah. Yeah. But it's a cover. That's right. So it was originally released in 76 by the Funky Kings. That's right. The Funky Kings have their version written by Jack Tempchin, yep. who's in the Funky Kings. Who's in the Funky Kings. Slow dance, sway to the music. Slow dancing. We should also mention that when the Funky Kings released it, the song was called Slow Dancing. Mm -hmm. Now, by the time Johnny Rivers releases his version, he calls it Sway Into the Music bracket, Slow Dancing. Now, apparently, earliest version of it was still called Slow Dancing, but when the major record company got its hands on it and oh, wanted okay. to separate it. But we know it to swing to the music because yeah. that's what yeah. put in to move released. up the charts. Yeah, yeah. All right. So do you know much about Jack Tempchin's other songs? No. I'm going to tell you about them now. And then I will go into... Go on. ...how he came up with the song. So Jack Tempchin wrote a bunch of Eagle songs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Peaceful, Easy Feeling, that's right? right. Already Gone. And then... Continuing with the Eagles, he worked with Glenn Fry a lot. He yeah. co-wrote You Belong to the City. Oh, okay. And Smuggler's Blues from Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, Jack Temchin songs. Okay. So, Jack Temchin is at a concert. Okay. His friend's band. I'm going to tell you the name of his friend's band. I looked it up online. I couldn't find it except in interviews with him. Joe Bummer and the Ass Bites from Hell. That's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's amazing or terrible well here's the terrible thing i type in joe bummer and the ass bites from hell <laughs> into google and i get another band with 
I don't, I can't remember Did the Did you name. have Safe Search on? So yeah. So up in your history. No, I know. It had another guy's band, but it was called This Guy and His Ass Bites. I'm like, are you kidding me? How did Ass Bites become a common phrase? I don't, yeah. maybe well, it was especially like. especially in the music industry too, Maybe it was right? like bitching in the 70s or yeah. the 60s. I, I don't know. Or is it the 50s when they said bitching? I don't know. I, I would never use that term. Well, you just did like four times. I would never use it again. Okay. Okay, so Joe Bummer and his ass bites from hell are singing rock songs and no one is moving. Everyone's sitting there. And then they do a slow tune and everyone gets up and dance. And Jack Temchin says to himself, we need a song about slow dancing. And so that's how he came up with the idea to write this song. So he wrote it nonstop for over four days, had it. Released it with the Funky Kings. It's the only time he was ever heard on the radio singing. Okay. Johnny Rivers hears it and says, oh, man, I'd love to cut that song, but it's already a hit. And then quoting Jack Temchin, whoever Johnny Rivers' friend is, said, Johnny, it's not a hit. And so that's when Johnny Rivers decides to record it, release it. And then Jack Temchin, who became friends with Johnny Rivers, said he worked it hard, which means... In order for these things to be hits, you have to move to all the different markets yeah. and play it. So he said he worked all through the South, that Johnny Rivers was just working this hard mm-hmm. to get the song out there. And it worked. Got to number 10. Should have gotten higher. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, when we go through the top 10, you'll, uh, there are a couple of songs on there that are just like, really? I know. Really? Un- unreal. Do we want to go through that top 10? Yeah, let's just do that now. Let's take a look at that. This is the Billboard Top 10, the week of... October 22nd, 1977. This is when Johnny Rivers peaks at number 10 here. Yeah. So number 10, Sway Into the Music. Number nine, Star Wars theme slash Cantina Band. So is it the Cantina Band? Like actually the... Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. But I'm looking at the website here. The peak position for that song was number one. Okay. I'm hoping it's like Star Wars theme and not the theme from the bar. Yeah. I'm hoping so too. Okay. Number eight was I Feel Love by Donna Summers. That's a pretty hot song. Or Donna Summer. Brick House by Commodores, which is, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Cold as Ice by Foreigner, which, again, awesome. awesome. Boogie Nights, Heat Wave. I always found that to be kind of a novelty song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep It Coming, Love, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Never heard of the song. That's Rock and Roll, Sean Cassidy. Nope. Nobody Does It Better. By Carly Simon. That is true. She does it the best. Yeah, absolutely. Baby, she's the best. <laughs> and number one, You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone. That's Pat Boone's daughter, I'm guessing. I don't know it. It has not had the staying power of swaying to the music. Oh, I know You Light Up My Life, but it's, yeah. It's not going to be something you slow dance to. It is, I guess, a slow dance song. Yeah. But, but it doesn't slow dance like this one. No, 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 no. How do you have a better slow dancing song than the song that's about slow dancing? That's right. Okay. I had to work through that. Yeah. yeah. It took a while. Okay. So just recapping things. Funky Kings, we know their slow dancing song. And it's similar, but it's not quite Johnny Rivers, of course. Now, beyond the uh, Funky Kings, Olivia Newton-John releases slow dancing before johnny rivers oh I really think. i'm okay. pretty sure because it's 77 her version comes out as well yeah well it was recorded between 77 and 80 it was recorded and released 42 different times oh my goodness okay because i have a couple here where i have it wasn't 42 oh okay well that i was really impressed there frank <laughs> <laughs> we know we have olivia newton johns it's a good version yeah There's also Johnny Duncan's version. Yeah. It might have been 79, and he does his spoken word. Yeah, it, and it did well on the country charts, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you whisper to me, and I'm holding you tight. You know, you're the one I thought, and I would never, ever find. Slow dancing, sway. 
there was one by a band called Unicorn that I also liked. That was, I think, around that era of time. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones I have were like unreleased versions I saw that came up. And then there was like some stars who've put things out who are look like they're in their 50s or 60s or 90s <laughs> okay. that I saw on Spotify. And they, um, they appeal to an audience of which I am not. Yeah, okay. I love it when It's time we talk about this song. Oh, we haven't been? Oh, no, it's, it's time we talk about the lyrics. Oh, gotcha. I think okay. it's time we talk, work through the song. Yeah, gotcha. Johnny Rivers' voice is so special because he starts off as his Elvis Presley version. Mm-hmm. Then you get the secret agent man, Johnny Rivers. Yeah, all the go-go stuff. Oh, yeah. And he's finding that voice as becoming him. And then when you get to this... There's a subtlety to it. Yeah. Oh. Because especially like in Secret Agent Man and the, his earlier stuff, he has, it's a really, I think it's a rich baritone voice. Yeah. And it's very pronounced in yes. what he's doing. And this one, he's scaling back mm-hmm. and there's a subtlety there that he doesn't have in his early years. Yeah. It's uh, more vulnerable. That's right. And he's 35 years old at this yeah. point, which is still in our world pretty young. What were you doing at 35 that was better than Johnny Rivers? Yeah. I got married. I know that. that yeah. But that was like, I sh- it should have been seven years earlier, but that's another story. Yeah. Hey, you want to hear another quote from Johnny Rivers' dad this time? Oh, okay. Someone Say asked. it in an Italian accent. Like I figured <laughs> he would. Well, it probably did, but I won't do it because I, uh, I can't pull it off. But he uh, said to him... Because someone had asked in this interview I watched, where it's like, were you, were you just like a lucky guy to have all these things happen to you? And Johnny Rivers is so charitable and not being offended. He's like, yeah. no, no, I worked hard for everything. And he said, my dad said to me, either you make it happen or you ask yourself, what happened? That sounds like a dad thing to it say. It does, uh, yeah. So basically make your luck, I guess, yeah. is the thing. So yeah. I was like, you got to be, you know, if you work hard... Things come your way because you're working super hard and you're hanging out outside of DJ booths waiting for the right people. Yeah. And you're listening to songs on the radio and knowing what you're going to cut, what you're not going to cut. He had a great ear for hearing a cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my goodness, this song is so good. It's really good. All right. Let's work our way through this a bit more. So we have the opener. Yeah, because it opens up with that electric guitar. And just sort of start setting the mood. Just that nice sort of melodic twang, if you want to call it. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what it is. But then it kind of cuts. Yeah. And then you get an acoustic guitar. Just a little bit of finger picking. And that's that's the, the little knock on the door. And then Johnny enters in. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's talk about that first verse. One of the things that I really like about the intro and, and something that's underlying through the whole song is you can hear crickets in the background and it it just sets the scene. This is a slow dance, but it's a slow dance where you're kind of out in nature, isolated. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it feels bigger, but more intimate at the same time. Exactly. You have the sense, because it's the late 70s, I don't think air conditioning is a big deal yet. I have no idea. I have no idea, but we were born in 77. Yeah. So this is a song. I don't remember. Our... I don't remember air conditioning when I was born. No, me neither. I think it was a big deal when we got air conditioning in the 80s. Yeah. So you open up that window and you're hearing yeah. the crickets mm-hmm. and whatever else is making sounds. Actually, right now outside the Winchester, I can hear this. Oh, sounds. yeah. There's crickets and all sorts of different night insects making yeah noises? yeah not cicadas they're asleep yeah so uh <laughs> so back to that first verse right back to the first <laughs> verse it's late at night and we're all alone just the music on the radio this already positions it as a song from, from another time yeah music on the you're listening to music on the radio yeah no one's coming no one's gonna telephone then again positions it, it as a certain oh, no. time in just me and you and the lights down low it's late at night 
What a start. So the idea of just being together, and it's like so minimal too. Yeah. They're just in in their own house. Yeah. Right? Well, it's that, or I get the idea of, and again, it's because of the, the crickets and everything in the background. I picture this as they're in a field, there's a pickup truck, and it's just the lights oh. from the pickup truck, and they're... I know the the song goes on. And there's there's shadows on the wall and all of this and that, but this is where my mind goes. Best girl, country Best road, girl, country road. Oh, that's right. That's pretty good. Yeah, that works really well. The lights are down low, so they don't have the brights on. No, it's just the uh, the low beams or the fog lights, I guess. Right, right. And now we're gonna head to that chorus, and we're slow dancing, swaying to the music, slow dancing, just me and my girl. I love that line. Yeah. Slow dancing, swaying to the music, no one else in the whole wide world, just you, girl. Slow dancing, swaying to the music, slow dancing, just me and my girl, slow dancing, swaying to the music, no one else in the whole wide world. Oh my goodness. I love just the the sort of terms of endearment there. I guess girl is that terms of endearment. I've never referred to Ashley's baby or girl or anything. Yeah. That's not, that's so foreign to me, but I know it's a thing people do in music. Yeah. I love the idea of no one else in the whole wide world. Yeah. And that's something about dancing together. And if the dance is right, if the slow dance is right, then everything else disappears. It's just that moment. Yeah. Maybe you're forehead to forehead, just yeah. kind of swaying. And everything stops. Mm -hmm. It has me thinking of your favorite actor. Kevin Costner? In the movie Fandango. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the end when he's dancing and suddenly they're all alone. Yeah, yeah. Or is there... Or are they dancing alone? There's all these people. Which how does it work? I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen Fandango. Either way, I think Fandango has this sort of thing to it. Mm -hmm. All right. On we go to the next verse. And we just flow together when the lights are low. Shadows dancing all across the wall. Music's playing so soft and slow. Rest of the world so far away and small. And we just flow together like slow. Shadows dancing all across the wall. Music's playing so soft and slow. What a great, like, picture. Yeah. I love it. I love the idea. Like, he just comes back to it where lights are low, shadows on the wall. Yeah. You you can just get the picture of the scene. Yeah. And further to my my truck in the the field. Yeah, where's the wall? It's the barn. I just I just figured that okay, out. Okay, all right. I still have them in the living room, but you have yeah. them in the barn. Okay. Well, outside, outside the, the barn. barn. Right, yeah, right. Because there's cattle in the barn. Right, right. You don't want to dance around that. No. No. Do cattle go in barns? Yeah, they do. Okay. And when they listen to music, they don't listen to music soft and slow. No. They listen to music soft and low. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I can tell you're a dad. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So, uh, rest of the world so far away and small. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to keep saying I love these lines because this is comfort food music to me. Yeah. This makes me feel just right. Yeah. It's not complicated. Right. It's just emotional truths. Right. If I can say that. I don't know if that what oh, that it means, is. but it, it that's what my heart song is telling me that these are. In the moment of the right slow dance... Everything disappears. Yes. And all the complexities of the world disappear. You're not thinking about wars, interest rates. Job uh, security. Job security. Who you're going to vote for. Yeah. And should you hate the person you're dancing with because they're going to vote for someone different? Yeah. No, it's just you and her. Yeah. Girl. Not her girl, but you know, her. Yeah, totally. Comma girl. And it goes back into the chorus. Yeah. 
and we get that beautiful chorus. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good to hear his voice. Again, it's simple and sweet and just perfect. His voice was described as self-compressing by an interviewer with him. I don't know Johnny what that Rivers, means. Johnny Rivers had a look on his face, and he's like, okay. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm a singer, so I know this. And he's like, yeah. And then I'm thinking about hearing Johnny Rivers talk. Then I hear him sing in this interview. Like, well, he is doing something. Like, he controls his voice. Yeah. More than he did in his Elvis days, where he's just kind of imitating. Yeah, just letting loose, right? But this is like a deep, real, familiar... I mean, we were born in 77. Chances are really good we heard this as infants. Yeah, there's a, yeah, very good chance. Yeah. And maybe that's why it matters so much to us, to me anyways. <laughs> so, we get to the bridge, which is a pretty big shift. Yes, absolutely. Because they kind of rock out. Yeah. Hold me. Oh, 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 hold me. No, never let me go. That is the bridge. Yeah. But it rocks. Yeah. It's so emotive. He's not telling. He's almost begging for her to hold him. Yeah. If you were slow dancing to the song, would this disrupt the flow or would no. you still be able hey, This is when you grab her tight. Okay. Now, slow dancing to this song is hip to hip, like your yeah. hands on hips, not like you, the wedding dance style. Is yeah. that right? I think so. I yeah. think that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're dancing, even though it's and the late like 70s. Small to back, yeah. Yeah. Did they dance like that in the 70s? I don't know. I, I didn't dance in the 70s. No, because you were, you just finally rolled over. Yeah. <laughs> this got to number 10. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Then we head to verse three here. As we dance together in the dark, so much love in this heart of mine. You whisper to me, hold you tight. You're the one I thought I'd never find. As we dance together. So much love in this heart of mine Whisper to me, hold me tight You're the one I thought I'd never find It's just sweet. Yeah, it, it is. It is just sweet. I think our listeners know this. They know that moment where it's just like, hold me tight, and then... I like to think that it's her whispering to him, hold me tight. And then in his head, he's like, you're the one I thought I'd never find. Yeah. In the moment of dancing like that, and then never find makes me think that this is two people who aren't young. I like to think of them as people who are older dancing together. Okay. Because they're homeowners. It's the 70s. I, well, I guess the interest rates haven't gone up. They're not thinking about that while they're No, 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 exactly. But I like to think of it's like people on their second or third run, right? Oh, really? Someone okay. they never find. I love the idea that this is a like second chance, third chance type okay. of deal. See, I always pictured it as, as a younger couple. Right, like 13 or 14 years old? No, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like early 20s. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Because our parents were in their early 20s, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm I'm thinking people in their like uh, early forties, late thirties, no. like oh man, is this ever gonna happen? Like like when we finally, you know, <laughs> find someone. Well, when you finally found someone, yeah, still working on it. Yeah, and then we head to those choruses that yep. just go. But there's part of the chorus you and I both underlined as we're listening. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. So the chorus after the bridge or after that third verse. And it's slow dancing, swaying to the music, slow dancing, just me and my, my, my girl. And that's what he does that none of the other versions are able to capture. Yeah. He is such a great interpreter of a song. Mm -hmm. And so, I spent so much of my life poo-pooing 
the idea of someone covering. I feel this is something about the 90s where we thought everything had to be legitimate if they actually wrote it and then sang it. Or if they did a cover version of something, it had to be done in an ironic manner. Exactly. But Johnny Rivers knows how to take a song and breathe a different sort of life into it. Mm -hmm. And if you're the songwriter, it's the greatest thing ever because it's going to make you a ton of money. Yeah. (laughs) True. So this song is so good. It was the end of the era for Johnny Rivers. Yeah, it was his last big hit. Right? Yeah, and I think he released an album or two later, and then gets dropped by his label. Oh. The guy who did all this work for the label from Whiskey and Go Go and on. And I mean, how cheap is it to put out a um, live album? Yeah, you just plug something in. Yep. I know there's more to it. Yeah, but you got to plug two things in. Yeah, uh, yeah. We know this. We had to plug two things in just to do this podcast. Exactly. The cruelty of record companies. Yeah. Unreal. So somewhere around 1983, he releases another album. That's like a gospel album. Okay. You can't find it anywhere, but I found it on YouTube. Okay. You know that it's rare when people are like writing in the comments. I never thought I'd find this again. Thank you so much for posting. Okay. It's good. His gospel album is good. And I don't know his story. So here's the thing. I'm jumping into other stories here. But apparently he turned to Christianity in the 80s, according to his Wikipedia. But disappointingly, no citation and no explanation. Oh, okay, so it's just like a one-off comment. Yeah, one-off them. comment. So I tried my best to find out if he was hanging out with the Jesus Freaks or whatever that even means. It's yeah. early 80s, so it's not the same as the Jesus Freak era. Mm-hmm. But I did find a Rolling Stone article about John Belushi's last day of life. Oh, okay. And John Belushi went to a like a diner late at night, and I don't know if he was already on stuff or whatever, but Johnny Rivers was there with a bunch of his friends. One of them was Carrie Fisher's brother. Oh, okay. And they referred to them as like Jesus freaks. They're all, they, like they just, I don't know if they're all talking Christianity or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And John Belushi saw them and then hid in the kitchen because he didn't want to talk to them. Oh. Johnny Rivers saw them and went to the kitchen and then they sang songs together. Oh, seriously? Yeah, and then Johnny Rivers went back and then John Belushi stayed in the kitchen and kept asking the cook, if they were gone yet, and waiting till Johnny Rivers left, seriously, so he could get out. He was he didn't want to run into Johnny Rivers anymore. Oh no! But the Jeez. the sad part is Johnny Rivers could have helped them, and I think yeah. Johnny Rivers would have. I, Johnny Rivers, I think, is the guy you want on your side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So instead, I guess he ended up running into the Gordon, that person from that Gordon Lightfoot song, and things went south. Which the Edmund Fitzgerald? Sundown. Oh no, <laughs> no, he didn't die in the Gumi, Frank. He died from a highball. That's right. But Sundown, that was uh, yeah. the woman from Sundown, is the one who uh, oh. killed him. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. So we have, to, anyways, that's a, the only thing I could find about Johnny Rivers' Christianity, and there's nothing else written about it. Got gotcha. Except for a couple of people on YouTube who I don't find trustworthy. Actually, just one guy on YouTube, and he definitely is not trustworthy. <laughs> so he ends up not releasing much in the 80s, 90s, or even like 2000s. Yeah. My sense is he just spent time raising his kids. Yeah. Because okay. Johnny Rivers is a good guy. Yeah. In the 2000s, he releases two albums. One is like reworkings of some of his songs. In mm-hmm. 2009, he releases an album called Shadows of the Moon. Okay. It is so good. Yeah? Unavailable, of course, on Spotify yeah. and streaming stuff. But I found it on YouTube. Yeah, okay. My goodness. That good, eh? It's so good. There's like a shot. jazz feel to it. He's got nuance. I think I've said that earlier with his voice. At this point, it's 2009. So when he releases it, he's 67 years old. Yeah. And it is so good. I have to check that out. I've been so long for so long. Now even I'm sick of hearing my same old song. No one around here can heal my heart. I can't say enough about how awesome he is as a singer. Yeah. I was floored. I thought this would be a short episode. Oh, we're just going to talk about this song. 
But now that we're 150 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Well, minus 100. Okay. Oh, man. Johnny Rivers needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And yeah, I'm, not, I'm surprised that he's not. No. And if he's not, then there is no Hall of Fame because yeah. he's fame and then there's no Hall. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but Johnny Rivers, if you're out there, or Johnny Rivers' kids, listen, your dad is awesome. <laughs> Could you let him know it from Bill and Frank? <laughs> You send him a note in study hall, let him know that Bill and Frank think he's awesome. Oh, man. I went to his website and it says that he's no longer updating things because he wants to spend time with his grandkids. Because okay. I think he's must be about well, 80. He's 80. Yeah. yeah. And good for him. Yeah. And his his Soul City Records is still releasing things, but okay. I even went to the site. I couldn't find what I wanted. What I oh, wanted okay. was swaying to the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm going to go through record stores looking for it. I'm going to go to the the used record store to see if I can find the vinyl. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's there's something going on and it will be released at some point. Johnny's in control. We trust you, Johnny. Well, like I said, he has control over all of his own music. Yeah. Which is kind of unheard of. Yeah. Well, he made good decisions. Good yeah. decisions early. Yeah. All right. I feel that you and I made Hallmark movies as we talked about it. You have one with the... Well, it's the young farm couple. Right. And I have the older couple. I don't know if that's a Hallmark movie. Maybe we combine the two and it's just a story of their love. Like there's no tension. There's no drama. It's just them growing old together. What about... Continually dancing to this song. It's... How about this? You got the the two young lovers dancing mm -hmm. barn, but... Their parents, who have had failed relationships, are finding each other, and they're just slow dancing in their so so the, the the parents of the couple come together. Wouldn't them make them brother and sister, and then like that's incestuous at that point. If the uh, two young couples get married first, then technically, it's legal. Yeah, just to be completest here, Frank. Do you think Michael Bolton could sing this? No, not not could. We all know he could. Should. Should Michael Bolton do this? I would like to hear him try, but I don't think it would be good. Yeah. I would enjoy the process. Yeah. It's like, um, how many Timeless albums does he have? He has at least three of them. Okay. Where he does covers. Yeah. Well, yeah, this would be a great one. Yeah. Because I think he could really kill the bridge. And I mm. really do mean kill the bridge. Like he'd blow it up like it was wartime and no one could cross it. Like my grandfather did in WW2. Okay, let's move on to mixtape time. Yeah. Just because I know I've I've gone a long time giving you history. <laughs> Bit of a there's the Bill Hauser deep dive, and yeah. this is ridiculous. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. I just love Johnny Rivers so much. Johnny so much. <laughs> Do you want to hear my mixtape? I totally want to hear your mixtape. Okay. So the theme of my mixtape is they are all singers who are named after bodies of water. I'm looking forward to this. So, obviously, Johnny Rivers. Yep. And they're all sort of ballad songs as well, yeah. just to keep the theme going. Okay. Color of Love by Billy Ocean. Lovely. Yeah. The Red Strokes, Garth Brooks. Oh, yeah. I Just Want to Dance with You, George Strait. A couple of country songs there. Yeah. Moon River by Frank Ocean. Are we talking Moon River like yeah. the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, that one... Covers a couple of bases, Frank Ocean, Body of Water, Moon River, Water, and it's a cover. Yeah. So, Johnny Rivers style. There we go. Exactly. But originally done by uh, Audrey Hepburn at Breakfast at Tiffany's. Might be one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. Performances. Oh, it's it's beautiful, yeah. right? Um, real. Yeah. Your Rocky Spine by Great Lake Swimmers, a little uh, Canadian, local Canadian local talent yes, here. yeah. And we are going to finish it off with, and this uh, comes full circle with Moon River, Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. Oh, thanks, Frank, for, uh, wow, it was going so well. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, you did. Did you have that plan the whole yes, time? Oh, absolutely. my goodness. I w fell right into that trap. Oh, I should have been you ready. Said breakfast at Tiffany's. I just like, oh, he's gonna catch you on. He's oh, gonna man. catch you on. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I can't believe you picked that. Okay, <laughs> so for my mixtape, I'm taking a page out of our friend Bruce Soderholm's book, and I gave it a subtitle. Okay, Saturday night dancing at the Legion. 
Okay. So mine's very specific, which is back to those two old people dancing. By yeah. old people, our age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finding love. And I remember texting with Chris Newkirk about Legion songs, and he had no idea, I think, what I was talking about. I think Legions are very... Uh, is that a Canadian thing or a thing that's done with Commonwealth countries? The Royal Canadian Legion, right? Yeah. 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 So this is where you could purchase a membership. In my head, they have dances, but you purchase a membership, the beer is cheap there, and they have like yeah. fish fries on Good Friday. Yeah. Or every Friday, I think. Anyways, in my head, there's a dance at the Legion, and there's two people who are finally finding love after all. Yeah. Little quote of Peter Cetera share there. <laughs> so I have, we've already mentioned slow dancing, Shadows in the Moonlight, Anne Murray. Mm-hmm. Harvest Moon, Neil Young, to me, which to me is like the ultimate slow dance for yeah. people in their middle age. Dance With Me, Orleans, which <laughs> these are all slow dancing songs yeah, yeah. that are about dancing. Lady in Red, Christopher, I'm not sure. It feels like they almost seem like they wouldn't dance at the Legion. I'm going to give... I think they would. Okay, good, good. Okay. Coldest Night of the Year, Bruce Coburn. Okay. Which is not uh, a song about being together. I was going to say. But to me, it's the ultimate Legion song. And just for a bonus, the first song I ever slow danced to, Lover of Mine, Alana Miles. Alana Miles, nice. What a song. It's funny because I had in my notes here, like songs about dancing where they reference dancing. Well, Lady in Red was was one of them, you know, dancing cheek to cheek. But also... Dancing in the Moonlight, King Harvest. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, we got to You can that. add that, too. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to add that. Yeah. Yeah, the King Harvest version. Yes, yeah. For, which we will be discussing. I think so, yeah. Yeah. All right. I feel I've covered everything possible. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you didn't hold back there, Bill. did not. What else in the whole wide world? I am so glad you joined us today for a song from the 70s. We haven't talked about songs from the 70s in a while. Not too often, no. And this is just an ultimate guilt-free pleasure. Not because it's not incredible. It is. But I feel it can be overlooked. And Johnny Rivers has been historically overlooked. He's one of the greats. And so I hope you heard this song and were just thinking to yourself, oh man, I love this. Which is what we're all about here. Yeah. We're about the music. We're about reaching our audience. And when we're here and you're there, we feel like there's no one else in the whole wide world. And as you hear us whispering to you, we hope that you hold us tight. Because, dear listener, you're the one we thought we'd never find. Thank you for listening to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures.